0: A planned home birth turned emergency hospital birth. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Pure Doula podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I am joined by a friend of over 15 years. We've been through a lot together. We've watched each other grow, reach different milestones in life, and the downs. Well, she joins to share her story of her third birth, which was a planned home birth, but full of surprises. So this also led my friend, Jen, to becoming a doula, which is very, 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 very cool. So hang with me while I chat it up. This is the Pure Doula Podcast. Let's get into it. All right. So I would like to welcome my special guest, Miss Jennifer Lee. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Thank you for joining.
1: Hey, no problem.
0: So let's just get right into it. I'm excited for you to share your birth story and
1: what mm. that brought
0: to you. Um, So go ahead. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah, I had one of the infamous pandemic babies. Oh. Um I literally found out I was pregnant with him one week before the whole like country went on lockdown. Wow. So and it and it was new, like nobody knew what it was. It was just this new virus, so everybody was freaking out. Um so it was—it was definitely an interesting time to be pregnant, um, especially working in retail. I worked actually at a, a, a boot barn at the time, so I was around people all the time. So it was definitely interesting. Um, my pregnancy with him was exponentially different than the girls. He's my so third. this is your
0: third baby, right?
1: Yeah, and quite a big age gap, too. My oldest is 17, my middle daughter is 14, and he's going to be two the beginning of December. Already he's
0: going to be two, and I just can't believe that your oldest is 17 already.
1: I know, I can't believe it either. She's graduating high school this year, and wow. I have a toddler. <laughs> oh my goodness, Aww. It's They have a really cute relationship, though, so... I'm, oh, I'm glad the age difference is there. They have their own like little language.
0: Oh, probably <laughs> a great help for sure.
1: Yes, definitely. Especially being—I'm not really older. I'm only 35, but not as young because she was born four days after my 18th birthday. So I had energy to for days back then. But now, man, he's a handful. And plus, apparently. <laughs> The pandemic babies are just on another level.
0: That's <laughs> what I've been told, and I've heard that from many different people, <laughs> which is interesting in itself, you know,
1: yeah, it is definitely pretty cool to like watch. but um <laughs> anyways, uh, so was very different from the very beginning. Pretty much a week or two after I found out I was pregnant, I started getting symptoms. And I instantly thought, this is either twins or a boy Mm. because of how different it was from the girls. Mm. I was so incredibly exhausted. And granted, I had the tiredness in the beginning with the girls, but this was just different. And I could already tell. I was so sick for probably five months I lost almost 40 pounds the first (gasps) five months of being pregnant with him and I'm little yeah I'm only five foot two so
0: that's a lot of weight it was a lot (laughs) oh my goodness
1: that was rough I mean I don't know whether it all had to do with him being a boy or just my age I couldn't really my body was a little bit different but yeah his whole pregnancy was rough I uh I had prodromal labor with him for two and a half months before he was born. That long? Yeah, every single day to the point where I had to stop working because I would be at the register checking out somebody and be having like painful contractions to where like I couldn't hide it. And my midwife told me apparently I have something called an irritable uterus which That's, I had never heard about before. No, that. I was just
0: gonna say, like what what makes a uterus irritable? What is an irritable uterus?
1: Pretty much me doing anything above and beyond just momming and existing would cause contractions. Oh wow. Literally say, anything.
0: Did they say that like your age causes that. Not that you're old, but you know, um, or because you've had babies already, or it just is something some people just get.
1: Well, from what my midwife was saying, and from what I know, it tends to be very subjective. With me, it was just something that I had to deal with because my mm. first daughter was born six weeks early. Mm. my second one um now looking back on it they said I was in labor three months early but I don't believe it was actual it was actual contractions but it wasn't doing anything
0: right like the false labor like you're having like your baby boy
1: yeah exactly so I think they may have over exaggerated that one now looking back but yeah every single night it would start about an hour before i would go to bed and then i would be laying in bed trying to fall asleep and they would happen for all around every single wow. night for Whew. two and a half months before he was born
0: <laughs> oh my goodness talk about practice
1: <laughs> yeah my, my midwife wasn't concerned at all um because she knew it, it wasn't really doing anything. It, it, I mean, it was, but it wasn't doing anything enough to make him come too early. That's good. Yeah. So um, finally, the night he came. Same thing. Perjolman. into to bed. lay down for bed. Woke up at like 1230. I don't remember whether I woke up to a contraction or because I had to pee, of course. Giant baby sitting on bladder. (laughs) (laughs) I Woke up at like 1230, went to the bathroom. I was like, why is it really cold in the house? Come to find out, we had run out of heating oil. I live in the mountains in Pennsylvania in coal country. So almost every single house in my area either runs off coal or kerosene, heating oil.
0: Mm, Old school. I like it.
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely crazy. I looked at the thermostat, it was 54 degrees, and I was like, oh, no, I know what happened.
0: Oh, my gosh. What a terrible time for it, too.
1: I know. Of all the timing in the world, it has to be <laughs> But if, if that's not just a story of, like, exactly how this kid came into the world, I don't know what is. It was just <laughs> so perfect Aww. for, like, his fast and furious entrance. But... I'm literally knocking on my neighbor's door, asking her to boil pots of water. We're boiling giant stock pots of water to try to get this thing filled. Oh, my goodness. Um, My husband is going to the gas station to get kerosene, to try to kickstart it, to just get enough in there to get it started, all while I'm in labor.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah,
1: we were... Good old run-of-the-mill home birth. I had, took the kitchen table out of the kitchen, put the birth pool there. We were trying to fill it up. Um, but it took about a half an hour before I realized, okay, this is a real deal. These contractors are coming fast and furious. I need to call the midwife because she was an hour away. Oh, no. So I call her and she's like, okay, you think it's a real deal? It's game time. Let me stay on the phone with you through a couple contractions. So I made it through one contraction on the phone with her. My water broke. I looked down and it was nothing but blood. (gasps) Oh, Oh my God. So Instantly. I had a kind of, Oh crap moment. Like, I know this is too much blood. She said, send me a picture. So I did. She's like, listen, I can tell by the way you sound on the phone. That baby will be here before I make it to your house even if I walk out the door right now and that's more blood than I'm comfortable with, without you having anybody there with you. So off to the hospital we went. Um, So
0: crazy. I'm sorry to interrupt for a second, but it's just in like wild, how we think we can plan things, you know, we got it down to what it needs to be and like something so little can just turn your plan into a whole nother direction
1: you know? Yeah. And honestly, the one thing that I would have done differently is I would have packed a hospital bag because I was planning a home birth. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Pop up or anything like that. So we don't really need to do anything. This is my third baby. This is kind of old hat to me. Yeah, that's Um, a great point. So I didn't pack a hospital bag. So at 1 o'clock in the morning, my poor neighbor is running through the house trying to get me a hospital bag together. And I wound up with one pair of pajamas (laughs) and a phone charger, and that was it. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Oh,
0: boy. Which we know yeah. with the hospital, you need definitely some chapstick, maybe some slippers. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: Some baby
0: clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was just, it was a whirlwind, but the hospital was almost an hour away. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So, bless my husband. He was cool as a cucumber. I was losing my absolute mind because I was panicking because of the blood oh! Um, so i'm literally screaming at the top of my lungs because before we even left the house i was already in transition
0: oh goodness so yeah so besides like panicking from the blood being in transition i'm sure you were just like like you said yes. just, oh my goodness all over the place you know
1: yeah it, it was it was intense um it, the hospital is 45 minutes we made it there, but he had to stop for gas at the bottom of um like maybe 10 minutes into our drive mm. because he's like, you know what, this is not the time I want the car to run out of gas. Let me just throw 10 bucks in real quick.
0: Yeah, it's in the
1: middle of it's December 7th, the middle of winter. I have the windows down because I'm sweating, screaming at the top of my lungs with every contraction, which is happening every two minutes at this point. Oh, my gosh. All I remember is sitting at the gas station looking around like, please don't anybody think I'm getting murdered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to pop it all up right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: The middle of the night. night. You're screaming.
1: It was was so funny, though, because he was just cool as a cucumber. Wasn't frazzled at all. Talking me through it. I was shocked because, like, this is his first kid, so I I didn't know Aww. what to expect. I didn't know how he would handle blood and guts and gore and, like, yeah. things he like to, that. Like,
0: he, he's got to give his secrets away to some of the other dads out there <laughs> on uh, how yeah, no, home in these situations, especially in a situation like that so far, you know, where your plans just kind of got flipped upside down and you kind of think on the fly.
1: Yeah, I don't... uh, The only thing that he's... I've asked him before, like, how did you not... Like, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, (laughs) I had my... I remember while he was driving, I had my left hand wrapped up in the shoulder of his hoodie. Wow. So, like, he's driving while I'm, like, halfway to killing us in the car. He was just... Not not a beat of sweat, nothing. He was um, I'm wow. so grateful for that because I was freaking out. yeah, you needed that so,
0: that balance for sure, you know?
1: Oh yeah, with me absolutely losing my mind, absolutely. <laughs> it was it's funny looking back on it now, but in the moment I was like just make it through each one. We'll be there soon. Yeah. I told him, I'm like, oh. don't speed that much. The last thing we need is get into a car accident. If the baby comes in the car, the baby comes in the car. Yeah, that was gonna be something I
0: say next. Like, like just thinking like of the baby, how fast you're progressing, you know, and like everything going and having a 45 minute drive. Like the baby's probably gonna come in the car.
1: <laughs> oh, he very nearly did. About 20 minutes into the ride, I felt him moving down. Oh wow. And I had a moment of you need to stop. And then he's like wait a second, I'm not going to stop yet. Let me know. I literally fought it with everything in me to wow. keep him in for the last 21 minutes. And he literally came out with a like a lump on his head from being pressed up against my cervix for so long trying to come Oh, which he still to this day has. Oh my gosh! It's much smaller. Sorry. Yeah, but the poor kid has a, a lump on his head because of it. He I, he Aww. won't ever be able to shave his head bald. Oh, <laughs> little bean. Yeah. No. I know it was, it was crazy because I could I could feel everything. Um, but. We got we get to the hospital. I literally had to wait for a contraction to stop before I could even get out of the car. Wow. From car to baby out was 23 minutes. So you guys
0: just made it. Wow, that gave me chills. Like you just got there just in time to and be a little yeah. more
1: comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And uh I remember walking in the door to the delivery room. They literally, because he was on the phone with them on the way, and they were just telling him, just look, call us back if the baby comes in the car, so we can prepare for that. So we literally just walked right into the elevator, right upstairs, into the room. I walk in the door as I'm ripping my clothes off. Oh, yeah, I bet. I get on my hands and knees on the bed. And at that point, my body's pushing for me. <sighs> like, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Yeah, you're not stopping that, you know. And that's, I
0: feel like your your body knew, like, all right, you're in a safe place where you feel m- most comfortable mm-hmm. right now. You know, let's push this baby on out.
1: Yeah, and um, I remember being on my hands and knees on the bed a nurse can see i'm pushing i mean there's no mistaking it i can't stop it <laughs> not if my life depended on it he goes, stop pushing i'm like i can't <laughs> i don't get why they say that like why
0: why would they say to stop when our bodies are just doing it you know
1: yeah like it's like the the way i like to describe it to my do- imagine you're throwing up but mm. out your butt it's the same. You That's couldn't walk up to somebody who. It's exactly the same sensation. That's why so many people, so many um, women, get really nauseous or actually throw up during transition.
0: Mm-hmm. I threw up once during it for sure,
1: in transition. Because it's the same exact sensation. You wouldn't walk up to somebody who's actively throwing up and be like, "Oh, just stop throwing up." You yeah. can't. <laughs>
0: brilliant that that is brilliant you you nailed that and and i'm sure that helps your clients um really grasp that feeling of what like what to expect you know
1: yeah because that's when a lot of times panic sets in mm-hmm. and i i mean even for me i wasn't a doula before he was born um so i still had a little bit of the ignorance but um, looking back on it now, I might not have been so scared as I was, but if I had had the knowledge I had now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Oh, yeah. But yeah for they, sure. Yeah, no, they go, stop pushing. I'm like, I can't. They're like, we have to check you. I'm like, for what? He's coming out. Somebody, and I literally said, One of you better get ready to catch him.
0: (laughs) So I love that.
1: Finally, a minute or two later, I just laid on my back to appease them so they could check me. And the doctor's like, oh, we're eight centimeters and baby's coming out now. You think? (laughs) I I, I just told you that. (laughs) You know? It's my third kid. This isn't new to me. (laughs) And sure enough. He was out in, like, three pushes. Wow. And the only reason it was three pushes is because I was fighting it, so I didn't tear bad. Mm,
0: mm.
1: So you didn't was... tear. I, I had, like, a couple, like, skid marks. Yeah. Because he he presented with the side of his head and all. Not... Uh... Yeah. So he shot out so fast that he broke every single bullet vessel in both his eyes. <gasps> Oh my goodness. And had oh, baby. bruises all down the side of his face. Aww.
0: But that's okay because I do feel like that's somewhat normal at times for them to have bruises <laughs> with that.
1: You know. Yeah, no. It depends on event. their presentation. Yeah. It depends on how fast they decide to blast out. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, for like the first month and a half he was alive, literally the entire whites of his eyes were just blood. Oh my! So goodness. everybody who saw it was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "It's fine. It'll go away." Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to get out. He was just very eager to blast out before Christmas, and here we are.
0: Oh, <laughs> he's such a strong yeah. boy.
1: Come to find out, I did have a partial placental abruption because I was dilating so fast. So. 1230 I woke up and realized okay this might be it 354 in the morning he was born wow that is very fast very fast and honestly it would have been a half an hour 45 minutes earlier if I wouldn't have been fighting it
0: oh right being in the car he would have came so quick so if you can like explain just a little bit um uh, for people who don't know, like for dilating so quickly that affect that can affect your placenta.
1: Um well with a lot of the times, no, I'm like a rare case. Okay. The only thing dilating so fast will a lot of the times do is um it'll sometimes break blood vessels in your cervix. Mm. Which can cause a little bit more blood. Um which I had. I had a little bit of a heavy, bloody show because my cervix was dilating so fast, it was breaking blood vessels. So that's normal. It can be a little bit concerning to see, but that's normal. The only problem that we saw was how much blood came out when my water broke. That was the sign of, oh, this isn't good. Right so that and
0: you I guess you essentially don't realize it's just from dilating quickly until way after the fact once baby is here
1: which yeah once and uh, I realized that half my placenta when it came was a giant blood clot because <gasps> it had started coming coming off before it was supposed to wow
0: wow yeah
1: that also could have been from me being so panicked, too. Mm.
0: That's interesting. Can you explain a little bit why?
1: Well, all the different hormones that happen when you're in labor, if you don't get it, when you have really fast labors like that, you really got to be on your game because you don't get much of a chance to prepare for the more painful one. You don't mm. get much of a chance in between to breathe from the one before because they're happening so hard and fast from the jump makes sense so that's where you have to really focus on being calm and breathing going well and things of that nature and I just I didn't have the knowledge I have now so
0: and um I mean I I can definitely relate to that you know my story I mean you were on the phone with me as well through contractions yes. <laughs> so I know what it feels like to know now and like looking back and being like oh okay now I understand this and why this happened or this uh-huh. makes sense because of this and it's kind of cool to see to understand firsthand and then you can speak to that to all your ladies you know that you're helping as you're as being their doula like especially if you can speak to it from experience you know
1: because yeah and i i do have like pretty much the gamut of experience i've had a premature baby i've been a young mom Mm um i've had a a failed epidural before i've had cytosin i've got put on magnesium sulfate for a week when alessa tried to come early that's my middle daughter so I have a lot of experience of a lot of different things happening.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Pennsylvania women, keep Jen in mind.
0: (laughs) But let's get back (laughs) to your story.
1: Um, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, he's out. Everything's good. Placenta comes out. They realize what happened, why there was so much blood. He did a massive poop on the doctor (laughs) as soon as he came out. And apparently he pooped on the way out. (sighs) So fierce because his amniotic fluid that shot out after him was green. Oh, my. I felt so bad. Oh. It shot all over the doctor. <laughs> all over his lap and everything.
0: Oh, no. That's all right. That's
1: what they're I mean, for, right? <laughs> yeah. They didn't have time to get that little thing underneath me to catch all the fluids, so it just blasted all over him. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but an hour later, I was up and walking, um, took a shower to clean off all the yucky baby poops. But even with that experience, uh, he was my third baby. I'm in my 30s. They were treating me like I had no idea what was going on. And right then and there, I was like, I can't just stand by and not do anything about this. Like, I, I have to do something because I know I'm not the only one that this is happening to. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I I talked to my midwife and I was originally thinking about being a midwife and she's like, you know what, what I think would be a good thing for you to do, knowing you, she's like, why don't you become a doula? See how much you like that. And then if you want to go on to midwifery, then you have a good base for it. But that experience was the catalyst to be like, okay, I can't just sit by and not do anything about this anymore.
0: It's incredible how we're led to something so so meaningful. I feel like through this experience, you know, and just by like knowing that you can help so many other women, yes. have a better experience. Like it's just such a sweet, wholesome. Like I just feel like every just everyone be a doula. Every woman should be a doula.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> Seriously? I mean, I've always been like the mom type. You have. but okay,
0: really quick back. Let me just like backtrack really, really quick. So, Jen, we've known each other. Oh, my gosh. Probably since we were 18, 19, 20-ish around there, do you think? Oh, yeah. I would say, right? A really long Be- time.
1: With Alessa, right? So, we're like 15 years at this point.
0: Easily, easily. And it's funny when you say how you were screaming and like going crazy and so much you know during transition like I've never seen you raise your voice (laughs) and all these you know oh my gosh I know you've all you've always been that very like calm motherly like everything's okay I can take care of you for this I can take care of this like you naturally always have that aura so like to me and I feel like to everyone who knows you, you being a doula makes so much sense because like you said, you you've always been that that friend that like gives that motherly comfort. Like I feel comfortable with you because like you just have that natural motherly instinct and just that comfort to be around.
1: And that's so crazy too cuz I don't know whether that's because I had a baby when I was 18 years old whether that was a catalyst or it was just always there. Mm. I feel like
0: it probably was always there. The be she probably brought it out maybe a little bit yeah.
1: more.
0: But I feel like it's just so genuine with you like that's just you that's just you, you know? You're this cute little tiny little that's little mom over there. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh, <laughs> you know what? I, I really feel like being a doula, you're either meant to do it or you're not. Like mm. you. You are blatantly meant to do it. Oh, thank I, you. I don't I don't think this is something that can be taught. The knowledge behind it can be taught, but doing well at it, I, I don't really feel like it's something that can be learned. I think no, You I know either have to have it mm.
0: And you brought that out of me, too, because you were one of the first people, if not the first person, to really be like, you should do this. And I was still pregnant when you were saying that to me. Like, you should totally be a doula. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can never. I don't know. I feel like I just couldn't do it. But you definitely have kept pushing.
1: No, because I could see you just have it in you. And that's not something that can be learned. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And families need people like us to stand up for them. I mean, my OB after Beans was born, he damn near—they damn near killed me. How? Like, um, I apparently got postpartum preeclampsia two oh weeks goodness. after he was born. Um, I got the worst headache I've ever had in my entire life. I can't even describe it. On the second day of this I called my OB and I was like I feel like something's not right. I had the worst headache of my life. Can you get me in? They're like, "Oh, you're probably just tired. You're you're fine. You don't have any other symptoms, no floaters in your vision, no nothing like that." So, I said, "Okay, I'm just being dramatic. I'm overtired as a mom." Two days later, it still hadn't gone away. I called them again. Mm. They're like, if it's not gone by the end of the week, just give us a call. We'll schedule you an appointment. Well, day six of this headache, I had a midwife appointment for a follow-up. So she could check out me and babies. Mm. So I get there. Mind you, she's an hour away. Um, she does the typical, how are you feeling? Someone and so forth. And I was like, I have had the worst headache of my life for the past six days. I'm like, it's a lot better today, and it was. It was about half of what it was the previous days. But to go six. So days. she goes up. Oh. Yes. So she takes my blood pressure, and it's 197 over 100. <gasps> what? What? Yeah, she took my. Yeah. How? And this was. I'm lucky I didn't have a stroke.
0: Yeah, I'm very lucky I didn't
1: have a stroke. Um, she immediately has the oh shit face on her, which she cannot hide at this point.
0: No, how could you with that?
1: I was nursing the baby at the time. She takes him, makes me lay down, goes and gets her daughter, who's her assistant, and goes, I need you to check her blood pressure. I'm laying down, and it was still... 190-something over 100. My gosh. She's like, I'm calling an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, She's like, call your OB right now and give me the phone. I'm calling an ambulance. I was like, no. All I'm thinking about is I'm an hour away from home Mm. with the newborn with me. It's just me and him. I have the car there. How are we going to get the car back home? So on and so forth. So I tell her I'll just drive myself to the hospital, which in retrospect, was very stupid to do,
0: but you don't know. You know, you're trying to do what's best. And like, as that as a new mom, you know, even though you've been a mom, but just having a newborn, you know, like that, you're just like, you want to make everything work, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's how moms generally are. Like mm-hmm. everything's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I drove myself to the hospital. Wow. Um, walked in the door. Um, went to the triage for labor and delivery because I had to uh, go back there because it was so close to postpartum. Mm. I'm talking to them, fine. They were thinking it was an. Ex- so one of the nurses takes my blood pressure, and then instantly six other nurses rush in the room.
0: And you know, it's trying crazy. to get IV. They don't listen to you like you again. You've always been so calm. Like I said before, you know, you know how to handle yourself and like control yourself and stuff. And it's like it's a service when like your OB is telling you, "Eh, you're probably fine. Wait a few more days. You're brought to the hospital. Well, you drove to the hospital, but still like going because of your blood pressure and your midwife. And they're still like, "Mm, you're you're all right. I think you're being dramatic. And then look. All these nurses pop in like their your word just isn't enough, which is unfortunate, you know?
1: No. And it's crazy because that literally could have killed me. And everyone was shocked that I wasn't either having seizures or had a stroke. Um, My blood pressure was so bad when I got there, they blew a, a vein in my hand. And when mm. they took the needle out, blood shot seven feet across the room. <gasps> oh my goodness! It looked like a murder scene. That's how much pressure was in my veins. Mm. And it, it was scary. Like it's scary having that many people rushing around you, realizing oh, there's something really wrong. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: I bet I can't Thank imagine.
0: God. Yeah, you're yeah. probably like scared so like for yourself of course so 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 scared and then you have your newborn with you and it's just you two there you know like I can't imagine how you were feeling that had to be like
1: yeah terrifying to deal with thankfully on your own. my husband Jamie he rushed to the hospital and got there right as I was walking in the door but good good but still I'm like this is his first baby like if anything happens to me He's learning from me, like he doesn't have any experience I'm who's gonna help him like how like I, all these things are going through my head while all these people are trying to act calm in the room, but you can blatantly serious mm. yeah, and uh it wound up taking five rounds. I forget what medication it was, but it's some medication that it's supposed to instantly tank, your blood sugar, your uh, blood pressure um, as soon as they give it to you. And mm. it took them five rounds of that to get it to even be manageable. Oh my
0: gosh. Jeez. That is scary.
1: Mind you, this is two days before Christmas.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. The 23rd of December, I was in a hospital overnight, away from my two-week-old baby. huh. That had to be so hard. Yeah, no, it definitely was.
0: So and what was they said that was from uh pre eclampsia, postpartum?
1: Yeah, postpartum preeclampsia, uh I actually didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. Uh my entire understanding and I think a lot of people's entire understanding of preeclampsia is it happens when you're pregnant and the cure is to deliver the baby. Right. Um, but postpartum preeclampsia can also happen apparently it originates from the placenta. That's interesting. So, I never had it or anything with the girls but my husband was a different dad so therefore different placenta. Mm. So that could have been a factor. It also could have been a factor of- or any number of things but pretty much there's nothing you can do to prevent it um, you can absolutely do things to make sure you're eating well and getting enough rest and hydration to lessen the chances um, to lessen still... the severity yeah. but it's the same thing with gestational diabetes you are aren't going to randomly just pop up with gestational diabetes if your pancreas isn't already having some sort of disposition to not be able to process sugar well. Interesting. So Listen it's not ladies. just a random thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, almost the entirety of people who have true gestational diabetes not just oh we're erring on the side of caution so we're going to diagnose you even though you don't actually have it mm. they later in life will wind up with diabetes mm. because their pancreas is already predispositioned to not For tolerate sugar or yeah. things like that well
0: which there's i feel like that alone is a topic yeah. that we both could probably talk about for a while (laughs) and like everything around it you know with um testing and diet and all that kind of thing because like you said um it's not something that's just gonna randomly be there
1: yeah it's it's not just a fluke it's for a reason um yeah and I'm I'm not the crunchiest mom ever i'm not the crunchiest doula i like to be <laughs> honest yes like i'm feeding my children french fries and and dinosaur nuggets right now <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do
0: i agree um, yes
1: <laughs> but i mean I, I i like to be brutally honest so like testing is good mm-hmm. for a reason not for every single person that comes through the line right
0: yes i agree like you can totally test when, you know, like you said, you have a good reason. And you can test in a safer way too, yes. you know? Like there's safer alternatives for testing than like, you know, the chemical cocktail. <laughs> They're like, here, try yes. this, <laughs> you know? But um,
1: I, I, I couldn't do it with any of my pregnancies. I literally instantly threw it up.
0: Did you really? See, it's I didn't so- even do it, but I believe that because... Reading the ingredients of that drink alone, I was like, oh, my gosh, who can even drink this? So it wasn't even probably the taste. The taste was horrible, I'm sure. But, you know, just everything in it, I'm sure, made you just puke it
1: up. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's brutal. The orange one, if you can imagine concentrated orange soda syrup before oh. anything gets put into it, that's exactly what it's like.
0: Oh, my goodness. That just yeah. Sounds
1: terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's crazy. A, a good show that really touches on all these subjects is called The Midwife.
0: You know, I have to watch that because you're like the third or fourth person who has mentioned that to me. And I keep saying I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to put an episode on tonight. It, it is on. Oh, clear
1: out your entire night. One episode won't be enough. I'm telling you. It's very, it's honest. It's very informative. It touches on hard subjects. Mm. um, And it's based around the birth work Mm. that isn't put to light at all. I can't believe childbirth is still such a taboo subject.
0: Isn't that wild? Like, none of us would be here if it wasn't for that. So, for it to be still so taboo is just wild to me
1: <laughs> yeah me too that's why I became a doula because I mean I, it just boggles my mind moms might have like a rough pregnancy and so help if they say today was kind of hard and I didn't really enjoy it they get crucified oh for real
0: and I've, I've definitely felt that way where it's like I don't even think I'm allowed to say that you know like because right so now- yeah. It, it is in society and like, you know, your mom, you're expected every day and every moment to be perfect and you're fine. You're okay. You know, but there's definitely. Yeah, days. And,
1: and honestly, sometimes the entire pregnancy is hard. It's, I saw a thing on Facebook today that just struck a chord with me and it said, just because I don't love being pregnant doesn't mean I don't love my baby. Mm. And that's so true.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because
1: honestly, whether it be a miracle or not, sometimes pregnancy just sucks. And that's okay. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I agree. It's not. And everyone has such a different pregnancy. And there are pregnancies that are just so hard and just terrible and very draining. Like, it's totally okay to admit that and to feel that way, you know, like. Yeah. Instagram you know Facebook they make it seem like oh look at this perfect pregnancy with my perfect photo shoot and I'm feeling so perfect and it, it makes it harder for women who didn't have a good experience so yeah I 1000% agree with you on that and I think that's that's a great saying you know it, it does not take away from the miracle or from the baby itself it's just shoot it was hard it was hard. I yeah, your sick. body goes
1: through so much. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. That's why we're so nobody, tough.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, nobody really <laughs> understands, like, how much it really takes to make a human being.
0: Right? Like, h- how many times have people really sat down and actually thought about it? You know, like, your bo- a woman's body is taking from herself to form another human like imagine, just imagine yeah. what that could possibly take,
1: you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so awesome just to think about it. And even like the placenta, that's why I do like um, uh, placenta crafts. I do like prints and stuff like that because I think it is the coolest organ ever.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I love
1: that you. Do it's that, so too. cool looking what it does is so amazing the fact that once it serves its purpose it just comes out and you're done like I just I love it I don't care if that's weird <laughs> my, my family <laughs> has awesome. gotten so used to having other people's placentas in our fridge for me to process for them they don't even care anymore
0: <laughs> that's so cool that's so cool. Okay, so let's real quick, let's let's go over that. So you did do my belly cast, which is awesome. So I know that that's something you offer um, to pregnant women mm-hmm. is doing the belly cast as a momentum and a keepsake, which 10 out of 10, I recommend to anyone who can get Jen to do that. Really cool to have. Um, and you do placenta encapsulation, I'm assuming?
1: I like- do everything with a placenta you could possibly imagine, except for encapsulation that will be coming next year.
0: Very cool. So it's cool that you can make things with it too, because I also don't think there's enough of those kind of people out there um, to have something to remember it. Because like you said, it is such an incredible organ that.
1: Yeah. it's, It's besides us. It's what gives your baby life. It's what helps them grow and flourish. So obviously it's attached to us. So we're the main thing, but just to have a memento of that is, I think is so cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. Very cool. Very, very cool. I'm so glad that you wanted to share your story on here because I think it is important to show, like, like we said in the beginning, we can plan to have this Beautiful, calm home birth, but sometimes something just might happen where you end up in a hospital, and that is okay. Um, so I want to thank you for sharing that, and and just remind everyone who's listening that you're a doula, and that yeah. what you do and birth
1: and postpartum,
0: and postpartum. I didn't know you did postpartum. That's very important to have um for sure i feel like postpartum doulas sometimes aren't thought of or thought about to the everyday woman you know we think of doula we just think of like the pregnancy and the birth and that's it um i know when i went through my doula yeah. course i didn't even know about a postpartum doula until i went through my course and i'm like wow so totally mm-hmm. necessary so that's amazing that you offer both cuz a woman definitely
1: needs both yeah because you got it <laughs> you got to think, when family co- and friends come and visit, what's the first thing they say? Oh, how's the baby? hmm When the first thing they should be saying is, how's mom? The one yeah. with a dinner plate-sized wound inside of her Ugh. that just pushed push a human out. Like, that's where postpartum doulas come in. They mother the mom, where everybody else is doting on the baby and worried about the baby. And a lot of times, mom's needs get neglected.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't realize how much I needed help postpartum. Like just making yourself a meal can be very difficult, you know? So yeah, definitely necessary. I love that you do that and you offer that to the moms out there. Um, all right. So postpartum doula, uh, you do belly casting, you do placenta keepsakes. Now can how can anyone get in touch with you um,
1: through social media, through email? Yeah, uh, most most is uh, my Facebook, which is Jumping Beans Doula Services. Um, email is exactly the same at gmail dot com. I do have a website; it's exactly the same, jumpingbeandoulas.com. dot um, nice. But I mainly go through Facebook. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Facebook's pretty easy. I feel like, um, nowadays even like people are using Facebook and Instagram as search engines versus like Mm -hmm. the internet, you know? So that's awesome. I'll definitely put in the description how to get in touch with you jumping beans, which I love that. I know you were telling me before that that's after being your little boy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As His nickname actually him. came about because the first ultrasound that we got with him, he looked like a kidney bean and we didn't know whether he was a boy or a girl. Yeah. So we just dubbed him bean and it's just stuck.
0: Oh, I love it. It's so cute. Little bean.
1: Oh, well, All the poor you, kid. Yeah,
0: he, <laughs> he's too cute, though. And he's a big boy. Yeah. My, I remember you showing me pictures of him, too how big he is for his age he's going to be a big healthy strong man that's for sure um but I want to thank you for like I said sharing your amazing story and again you service Pennsylvania and like the surrounding area yep okay cool so
1: Poconos Lehigh Valley area
0: nice of Pennsylvania that's awesome I need to get Mm -hmm. out to the Poconos that's for sure But um, I'm sure I will have you on again because there's so many, like, things we can talk about. I know that we can talk for hours. We can talk for hours. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Especially about these topics. So um, we'll have to figure that out. Figure out another episode. But, again, I want to thank you for this.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: I want to thank Jen for coming on and sharing her story. And just remind all you women out there that... Yes, of course, we can plan everything that we want, but ultimately, we have to just let God take the wheel because it's always his plan over ours. I hope this story helps whoever needs to hear it, and if you enjoy this episode and podcast, please give it five stars. Oh, that's Mercy in the background playing with her toy. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Because of you, I get to share this time, space, and information. God bless.